Welcome everyone to Wellbeing Wednesdays. I'm your host, Courtney Weaver. I'm also the director of WVU here at West Virginia University. Uh, I'm all by my lonesome today, uh, and so I figured I would take the time to talk about a subject that's really very important for college students, and that is time management. I know you all were probably expecting something different, but no, we're going to talk about time management today. And why? Because finals are going to be here before you know it. We just got back from spring break, um, and it's time to, you know, if you're struggling with this, it's time to maybe try and make a few of these things a habit now. Um, so yeah, so let's get started. So there are few, if any of us, who ever have enough time in a day to do everything that's asked of us or everything that we want to do. Uh, and so you want to be as productive and efficient as you can. And so that's where those time management skills come into play. Now, according to the National College Health Assessment, which we did in fall of 2021, over 77% of WVU students reported that they experienced issues with procrastination sometime in the last 12 months. And of those who report, having issues with procrastination, uh, 66.8% reported that it caused moderate or high distress. So again, if we learn how to effectively manage our time, we can lower our feelings of distress around this particular subject. So you can't really talk about time management without talking about prioritization. Um, those are skills that really go hand in hand. And so to prioritize effectively, you need to understand the difference between what is urgent and what is important. So urgent tasks are ones that demand your immediate attention, but whether you actually give them that attention may or may not matter. So for example, if your phone rings, which is every millennials nightmare, mine included. Um, but if your phone rings, answering the phone is urgent. But if you don't answer, the caller may hang up and you won't know why they called or it might have been important. Um, or and it might have been important, I should say. Then again, it may be someone who's trying to call you about your car's extended warranty. And that's not important. Now, on the flip side of the coin, important tasks are ones that matter, and not doing them may have serious consequences for you or for others. So, for example, going in for a physical each year with a healthcare provider is important. If you don't, a health problem may get worse, but the exam itself isn't urgent. Um, but if you leave it too long, it'll become urgent if you get sick. So now you might be asking yourself, you know, can something be both of these? Can something be neither? And the answer is yes. So something can be both urgent and important. So for example, your professor might surprise your class with a pop quiz announcement for the next class meeting. Um, so that's both urgent and important because it's a short time frame and it might be important for your grade, especially if you haven't like read the material yet. So that sort of increases its urgency. And now something can also be neither urgent nor important. So for example, like, checking your social media feeds. That's probably not something that you have to do, nor is it important that you do it. Unless, of course, you're checking WellWU's feed for important health information, right? Wink, wink. Uh, so how do you begin to make the distinction between all the things you need to do, like whether they're urgent or important? Well, what you can do is use something called the priority matrix, or it's also called the Eisenhower matrix. So using something like that can help. So basically, this is set up as a two by two grid that's uh, like a graph. So the on the x axis, which is the horizontal line, so that is urgency. And then the y axis is importance. So the priority matrix basically 
contains four different squares. And so the top left square are tasks that are both high importance and high urgency. The bottom left square are tasks that are high urgency, but low importance. And then the top right square are things that are high importance, but low urgency. And then the bottom right square are things that are low urgency and low importance. So you'll want to do the tasks that are highly important and urgent first. Um, then come the highly important low urgency tasks and the high urgency low importance tasks. Uh, generally, if something falls into the low urgency, low importance box, then they should probably not be on your overall to-do list. You probably can postpone those. And I promise I will link to an example of this priority matrix because uh, you might say, Courtney, you're not doing a real good job at explaining this and I can't blame you. I'm doing my best, but it's it's not my forte. So I'll definitely link to um, an example of this matrix in the description for this podcast. So if you're using the matrix, you'll want to review your tasks on a daily basis. So each day you're going to ask yourself the following questions. So which of my tasks need to be done within the next 48 hours? And so those are what we would call the urgent tasks. Um, and then of the urgent tasks, which ones are the most important? So you want to list the things you have to do in order of importance. So let's say you have a research paper due tomorrow and you know you have a quiz on the reading in another class. The paper is probably more important as it's likely worth more points than the quiz, but both things are urgent. But you'll probably want to work on the paper first. And now of the tasks that you have on your list that are not urgent, which ones are more important? So again, you want to go through, it's a good idea to go through and rank them by order of importance. So then you use the answers to these questions to put your tasks into the boxes. So you'll want to follow some rules. So the first rule is that each box should contain no more than about seven or eight tasks. Um, you want to start with the do now box, which is the box that is both urgent and important. Uh, the third rule is you don't want to put off urgent or important things just because they're unpleasant, um, because they won't get any more pleasant if you procrastinate on completing them. I wish that they did get more pleasant, but that is not how things work. The fourth rule is that you look at the less urgent but still important tasks and then decide what you're going to do about them and then schedule time into your day to do them. Um, so maybe there's some emails that you need to return that aren't related to schoolwork. Maybe they're like your student org. Uh, but if you get around, if they're urgent, but they're not necessarily important. Um, the second to last rule, so see if there are any low importance or low urgency tasks that can be put off. So maybe something that's like, well, I don't probably need to get this done and I can probably wait for a couple of days. Uh, and then the last rule, you know, it's do the work. You gotta get, you gotta get stuff done. Um, and so hopefully using this grid will help you realize what you have to get done first. And of course, while you are, you know, completing these tasks, make sure that you're taking breaks for food, for movement, or just plain rest. Um, cause you have to keep yourself fueled and rested in order to perform at your best. All right. So besides using this priority matrix, what else can you do to more effectively manage your time? So something that I always like to do, especially when I was a student, was I would practice breaking down larger tasks and projects into smaller chunks. This was especially helpful when I was like working on my dissertation when I would say, okay, you know, 
this week I'm going to focus on articles for my lit review. So every day I'm going to read two research articles and take notes on them. Uh, and so altogether, you know, if I was looking at 10 articles, that's a lot to read in one sitting. But by breaking it down into smaller, you know, like accomplishments, it was easier to get done. Um, another thing you can do is create a to-do list. I do this every day. Um, I have a running to-do list, basically. Uh, you can do this electronically. You can do it pen and paper. I still use pen and paper. I find that it's really, really satisfying to, you know, X out a box after I do something. I even, not even for work tasks, I also, you know, create a to-do list at home every weekend. Um, And then a third idea is to do your work at a time that's good for you. Like, when do you have the most energy? Like, are you most energetic in the beginning of the day, in the morning? Like, try and focus and get a lot of work done in the time when that works best for you. Another strategy, particularly looking at procrastination, is try and reflect on why you might be procrastinating. Like, why, for example, are you, you know, waiting till the last minute to get all your work done for this class? Or uh, just just think about why. Um, because that way, if you figure out the why, you can think about how to overcome it. Um, I know you might be procrastinating because, wait, you just don't like the class. I mean, straight up, you don't like the class. Um, but maybe you need it for your major or your minor. And so it's like, well, you know what? I'm not going to be in this class forever. I can you know, handle it until I, it's finished and then that's it. So maybe it's just thinking about that, that bigger picture. Another thing to do is don't try to multitask. Most people cannot multitask. We think we can, actually we can't because people, it, it takes our brains time to refocus. So we can't just hop from one thing to another or do two things at the same time. Um, So don't try to pull that off. Uh, Another thing, still get sleep. Please go to sleep. Um, You know, adults need seven to nine hours every night. All-nighters, you know, if you're staying up all night to study or to finish a paper, they do not benefit you in any way, shape, or form. It's always better to get some sleep than no sleep. Uh, And then you also want to deal with your stress responsibly. Um, So you want to get outside. You want to maybe exercise, move your body. Maybe you really like yoga. Maybe you really like to meditate. Maybe you want to call a friend or a family member. Um, Maybe just doing something that you like, reading a magazine, reading a book, listening to music. Uh, Just so deal with it in a way that doesn't put any more stress on your body. The next piece of advice, which is my favorite, is learn to say no. N-O. Could be your favorite word. But boundaries are your friend. So you got to make sure that you have enough time to do the things that you need to do. And that can often mean saying no to things that you want to do or maybe that are additional responsibilities that are optional. You can say, no, I don't have time for that. But learn to say no. It's really hard to say no and to learn that, but it's a skill that will take you very far in life. Let me, let me tell you that. And then finally, you know, if you're really struggling, take advantage of the resources that are available to you on campus. You know, college is a really unique time because you have access to all these different things for free. And that's great because you don't have that as as an adult. Like I can't go somewhere and, you know, have someone help me, you know, manage my time effectively without having to pay them, you know. Um, So take advantage of those resources. So there's student success coaching. You know, use the resources at the library. The librarian are 
Amazing! They can help you with, like, anything. Um, if you need some accommodations in your classes, you know, check out accessibility services, check out the free tutoring, and there's more. Um, and it, again, it's all free. There are some great resources online, too. You know, uh, WVU has a subscription with Student Lingo, and they have a lot of, you know, free, like, 20-minute webinars that you can check out, and I'll link to that in the description, too. But there are people on campus whose entire job it is, is to help you be successful. Um, so definitely reach out to those resources and see what they can do for you. So that brings us to the end of our time together. A quick 12 minutes about time management. <laughs> so hopefully you can find uh, some of these tips and tricks useful. Uh, in the meantime, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, and we will catch you next time on Wellbeing Wednesdays. Wednesdays.